This week on Fight Recap, we go over Marias versus Sandhagen. Boom. Boom. Stay tuned. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fulton. And this is Fight Recap, Marias versus Sandhagen. I'm going to be sitting like I'm made of concrete today because I had stem cell injections yesterday. Just in case you're wondering. Someone's a little on the sore side. A little bit. Okay. All right. The so world wanted to know. They just, <laughs> I, just, I know. I feel awkward in my own skin sitting here like a statue. I'm going to move freely just to oh, taunt. you're a douche. Just to taunt. Douche. I'm going to stand up every now and then. Uh, uh, All right. Let's jump right into it. Moraes versus Sanhagen. Okay. So this was a big fight for uh, Marlon. Yeah. Yeah. Big fight for Sanhagen, too, because of who Marlon is. Um, I think this was a scene to me like it was, I didn't realize how good Sanhagen was. And I think maybe Marlon had a little bit of an off night. I think he was having trouble with Corey's range style. and distance and, and style too. Yeah. He's a tall, probably the biggest part of pounder. Yes. He's throwing a lot of, a lot of crazy shit, a lot of different looks. Um, and then second round spinning wheel kick, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think and it was the night. Wheel kick. What the fuck? A lot it's of, pretty impressive. A lot of kick knockouts tonight. We dude. Get, dude. We have to talk about it real fast. We didn't watch the prelims, but we caught the recap dude. of that nasty. Gets his kick caught, and then jumping, turning, sidekick to the face. Oh, my. That's like some Mortal Kombat bullshit right yeah. there. If you were practicing that in the gym, most people are like, it's good. to yeah, Okay. But, like, it's never going to happen. Yeah, most never, people are rolling their eyes. Never going to happen, <laughs> and until tonight, never has happened in the UFC. So, but things, new, strange things happen. This dude, is first like, time for everything. Yeah, that was insane. Makes you really like. Oh, I'm really not like that guy at all, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <In> every way. Eating my potato. Yo, that kick was so insane. We literally stopped talking about the main event to talk about that I know. kick in the prelim. It was that good. It and was it's crazy good. how the main event ended in a just as crazy of a way. Yeah, but yeah. not just as crazy. But it was. It was, it was up still there. pretty crazy. It was up there. Um, if that kick didn't happen, we would be talking about this kick. Like, yes, like this exactly. So uh, Corey Sanhagen obviously is going to go and fight one of the. Uh, His stock just went way up. Yes, exactly. But where's Marias go from here? You're asking the wrong dude, man. Yeah. Um, you, you're better. I love watching the fights and all that other bullshit, but you're the one who has like all the stats in the back of his head. I don't know who the top ten is in well, it's division, it's, it's, in it's, any division. It's hard too, right? Because what there's this weird thing, which is why we're, when we talk about the uh, Tom Aspinall fight, yeah, which is why I like hearing kind of hearing what that guy said after his fight, because once you gain a certain amount of uh, like attention notoriety. and notoriety in the sport and you fight certain people you can't really take a step back yeah because once you're a guy that you put on the main event of a card you're never not a guy that's gonna not fight killers yeah like the elite guys so if you're having an off time or you know you, you you're trying to redirect your ship in the right direction you're not getting any quote-unquote easy nights um so it's difficult it's kind of like the cowboy effect because yeah. he fights nothing but Murders. monsters. Yeah, and it's hard because if you fight somebody who's not as big of a name or is yeah. recognized at the time, it's like, oh, well, 
he just beat some no name guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a tough spot, but uh you know, it's not like Marlon's chin is gone. I mean yeah, anyone would yeah. have got rocked with that. So it it's gonna be I want I, I, I wanna see him fight for the title again. I think he's got a problem with his cardio. It didn't seem to be a problem in this fight, but in the past he's had issues where, you know, he he comes out like a beast in the first round and then after that he's pretty much just hanging yeah. in there. We didn't make it too long though. I mean we did make it like I think we were halfway into the second round ish. Not even. I think it was yeah, a minute so, in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what he does next. Yes. There's yes. there's some changes to be made. Now one who did make a good return was Edson Barbosa. Now, he was favored in this fight by I think it was a one fifty or two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. Um Edson's one of those guys, he just he's always in again he's got a big name for the sport and he never draws easy guys but yeah. he's had some issues where like he has a good fight and he gets like a questionable decision or the, the fight's very close and it doesn't end up his way um but tonight he was making me nervous because he's going against a guy um an amir khani who's known for his anaconda choke and he dropped amir khani twice in the second and tried to run in and get him with an anaconda choke Instead of just letting him back up. And it's like, I get it, dude. I get it. But when you've had the history you've had with decisions and all this shit, like, just get the W. You made it exciting enough. You just dropped him twice. (laughs) Stop. Yeah. You're not going to be on the highlight reel. Some dude knocks somebody out with a spinning back kick uh, (laughs) after they caught it. Like, you know you're not going to win it. Stop trying to up it. Okay? Yo, it's. I try to make a conscious, like, effort to not talk to you, like, about certain things in the fight yeah. as they're happening. And as that's happening, you just kept yelling, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Let him up. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just let him up. Let him up, dude. Like, I get it. You want to beat the guy at his own game. Yeah, I know. But then in the third round, I was kind of nervous there because he got taken down. Now, granted, Amir Khani wasn't really doing a ton. But at the same time, uh, the ref kind of gave him one by standing them up. I was actually going to talk to you about that. I mean, we knew where the fight was going. At that point, and I think there was only I think there was a minute left, and it was a truly a stalemate. There was three minutes left when he took him down. There was three minutes left, so it was two minutes of not a lot. There was yes. action, but it wasn't a it, lot of it, action. Yes, agreed. But I like circling back to this discussion of when is stand up okay? Some people say never. I know. I feel like Rogan probably is out there in the abyss somewhere going, motherfucker. Yeah, they should fight in a fucking fo- middle of a football field uh, with yeah. no cage and no gloves. And I, I see the sentiment for some of it. But the one thing I didn't like was the ref who said, this is a fight. <laughs> That's a- this is mixed martial arts, sir. Okay? That's part of fighting is the groundwork. Okay? We've had comments on that ref before. I don't know what his name is, but he always has some weird shit going on. Yeah, he I forget, he did something during one of the last fights that were that drove us nuts. He was the one who also said no talking. That was this card. Yeah. That yeah, was that earlier was this in this card. card. But yeah. he was on another one where he I think it might have been an early stand up as well. But he's just a weird ref. Yeah, but stand him up, okay. Some guys are quick to do it, some guys aren't. Some guys flip-flop. Some sometimes a ref same ref won't stand him up for yeah, a long time, and then another fight, he'll stand him up immediately. But this one, the fact that he said this is a fight, come on, guys, this is a fight. Okay, like, dude, the guy just got dropped twice in the last round. He finally got Barbosa down. Um, 
you know, give him give him a second. Maybe he's trying to compose himself. Like, just fucking let him play it out. Like, yeah. I wanted Edson to win because I like Edson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, uh, you know, Mirakani got the takedown. Like, give him give him time give it, to do give it. Give it to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I didn't hate this stand up. I think it was well timed because they were on the ground for two minutes. But there was a decent. I don't know. I go back and forth. On this yeah, thing. it's it's a weird thing. It's either. Uh, I don't know. There's very few times when everyone agrees that a stand-up was warranted. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be someone out there saying, no, too early. Yeah, no, too, too late. late. Yeah. Some, someone's probably out there saying too late. Yeah, but Edson, I want to see uh, I want to see um, him climb the ranks. I, I think he's one of the old-school guys who's long in the tooth, yeah. who still has it to go back. Um, his takedown defense looked really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see Edson get a, get a victory and an impressive win. He had to get two judges score him either one or two 10-8 rounds. Yeah, yeah. And then one scored to the 29-28. Yeah, refs be refs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> refs being refs. All right, then we have Ben Rothwell versus Marcin Tabura. Yes. Oh, I said the names right. Um, I'm the winner. So Ben came out like heavy pressure, heavy, like heavy uh, volume, and um, – I think he punched himself out in that first round. I think first so round too. and a half. I think so too. Yeah. I think he had a total of like 260 strikes, and I think over a hundred of them came from that first round. Yeah, and I think his his uh, accuracy rate was only like 27, 25 percent. They which, both had the same amount of significant strikes. Yeah, which is crazy because um, I don't know if you know it's 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 way more exhausting to swing and miss than it is to actually hit something yeah so it's almost like throwing a punch and a half for every punch so that's a lot of wasted energy but um i would have thought that if you shown showed me those shots landing i would have thought somebody was going to sleep because they were they were connecting a lot of them were connecting i think that tabora had way smoother and more technical striking and defense he was using a lot of head movement he was slipping a lot of punches i mean granted he did eat a lot of punches but he was using more tactful um, techniques than Ben was. Ben yeah. was kind of just wading forward and being very square, very um, non-elusive. Like he was kind of just trying to block shots and eat a couple. And but he wasn't moving the way Tabor was moving. And I think towards later in the round, that first round uh, with that the amount of volume he put out really hurt him. Um, I think he was trying to go for the knockout in the first round. To be honest with you, I that's think he, what it kind of looked like to me too. Yeah. Um, but Tabora, uh, looked a lot better than this is the, I think the best I've ever seen Tabora look because it was a hard fight against a guy who's always dangerous. I mean, say what you want about Ben, but the dude hits hard and he's, he's been around a long time. Guy's got a lot of experience. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So that's a huge win for Tabora. Huge win. And, uh, about that, uh, after the bell punch. Yeah, I think. I don't know what that was frustration or maybe he just exhausted or maybe it was a little because it was pretty late. Oh, it was super late. Yeah, it was really late. Ben's done a couple things in the past where I'm. I was it's gonna, hard because like I don't think he's like that, but then he does stuff and you're like, ah, I was going to say, like, I'm not the biggest Roth Rothwell fan. And it's because he's pulled shit like this in the past. And like like you said, like yeah. sometimes you're like, ah, did he mean it? Did he not? And mean I can't it? think of exactly like, off the top of my head what it is, but I have what, that there was one feeling thing, of forget. like he's done a couple questionable not like this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. But just like little 
and again, you say it's part of the game, but you know, you know my stance on cheating. I don't like it. Yes. Um, now I don't think Ben would make a conscious, planned out decision to do that. No, it might have, it's probably an in the moment thing, but um, I think Ben. This is a bigger win for Ben for Tabor than it is a, a major loss for Ben, because I think Ben is at a point in his career where he's a big enough name. He puts good performances whether he wins or loses, and I'm not so sure, uh, you know, how far off or close he is to or was a title shot. Yeah. But the thing with the heavyweight division is that so things strange. can happen very quickly in that division. Like you can be fighting for a title because some, you know, just there's nobody else. Yeah. So, uh, I think again, Tabor, this gets his name out there more. Ben already has a name and Ben can also, he has a name where if the stars align, he could fight a number, you know, top three contender because somebody got injured. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he beats that guy on any given Sunday or Saturday when, uh, in the heavyweight division, which always can happen. Right, not not flash knockouts happen all the time in the heavyweight yeah, division, yeah. and then boom, now he's fucking back in the top five. I mean, he's knocked out Overeem, so we know he has the power behind him. Yes, yes, exactly. So strange hit, yes, but it could happen. All right, moving on. We're gonna talk about I don't want to say no names, but some new names, new faces. Yeah, you say this name. So Marcus Perez and Drakus Duplessis. Yeah. Okay, so South African Perez has been in the UFC. He said. Been a couple of years. Uh, Dupressi, I think, this is his debut. It was his date. They said it was his debut, and it was on short notice. Mm. So apparently, he like just showed up that day. Yeah, for this fight. So uh, Perez is a wild guy. Yeah, um, he's a dude who dresses like the Joker, and not just like a like a uh, you know, hey, I just did it as a goof uh, on a Friday at work. Like I'm going to a Halloween contest with a ten thousand dollar prize. That's the kind of makeup he puts on for the Joker thing. He even does like that licking thing that the Joker does. He gets into it. But anyway. So weird. Yeah. It's a big uh, gamble when you're about to fight and you dress you know, up like the Joker. Because so, either you're going to look badass or you're going to get knocked out. And you're going to be like, oh, remember and, when that asshole yes. <laughs> dressed as the Joker? So, so, so Duplessis, what, I was a little nervous because he looked very stiff in yeah. the beginning. Couldn't find his range. He was missing a lot of shots, and then about minute and a half, two minutes in, he started finding uh, his range with the leg kicks. Yeah, and then slowly he started going in, but he still looked very stiff, very he nervous. Did. He did. Um, I've never seen him fight before, so I can't wait in whether sense, that's maybe. not how he normally looks or not. Um, Perez looked like his normal self, you know, a little bit wild, very loose. Um, then he tried to throw a spinning back elbow, and Duplessis caught him with a very short hook. As he spun, and he was, his head was kind of whipping into it, and it dropped him. Yeah, and uh, that's all she wrote. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I think that if he wasn't throwing that, it was a perfect for for Duplessis, horrible for Perez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then he got knocked out, finished on the ground. Uh, so huge win to Duplessis because he beat a guy that's been around on a main card, um, on Fight Island. For your me. for your debut, how many people can say yeah, that? Yeah, fourth from the top. Yeah. So that's not a bad debut. No, it's not a bad debut at all. No, I I, I really want to see more out of this kid because I do think that you were right. He looked super tight at the beginning. Yeah, but he was definitely loosening up later on in the fight, and yep. he his reactions were super good. He always had a counter. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was 
phenomenal to watch. I, I really want to see him perform more, especially now that he has a win under his belt. I feel like that first time fight jitters is probably going to be gone. Yeah. So, yeah, I, don't know. I feel like there's only good things to come. It's got to be weird, too, because he's fighting in front of no crowd. Yeah. Uh, his first time. So that's I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, but um, it, I like seeing uh, guys I've never seen before and never heard of. Yeah. Come into the division because it's weird when you're looking around like, where's all the guys that I that I know? They're not here anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of times uh, these guys will burst on the scene because they fight on the undercard. So I like when they put guys that have their debut and all this stuff on the main card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's good for the sport to do that. Yeah, I agree. All right. Last but not least, we're going to be talking about Tom Aspinwall and Alan Badu. Yeah. So Badu, 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 Badu. So uh, this is a heavyweight uh, bout. And both of these guys move like light heavyweights. Yeah. They're very quick, very light on their feet. Uh, I think they're both probably like mid-250s. Um, Big boys. Crazy little uh, little brawl. Uh, I thought uh, Aspinall got caught bad with an elbow, but he didn't. Um, ended up finishing Allen on the ground. Um, knocked him out, TKO. So one of the things I liked, which is why I want to talk about this fight, was that they asked Aspinall, you know, he's on the main card. Yeah of a fight island event with you know Marlon Marais and Corey Sanhagen headlining it. He's the second fight on the card. And he's this is the first one. he's new. Uh -huh. yes. And this is the first time I've ever seen him fight. Yeah. And they asked him like who do you want this at and he's I guess he's been very open about saying he wants to slowly grow his name. Which is again uh some people will say, you know, you take the opportunities that present themselves because they may never present themselves again. Yes. Which is very true. But with that knockout, I feel like there's going to be more opportunities for this yes. young gentleman. But what he's not doing is he knows that he has a lot of improvement to do, and he doesn't have a huge name yet. Yeah. So it's instead of trying to go and be like, I want the big fight, getting the big fight, knowing in your head like you're not sure if you're ready, you lose the fight, now you don't get that call for a while. Now you have to start back at the bottom grow your name back up and then do it instead of being like, Hey, listen, let me, let me fuck around with guys that are more my level, uh, slowly grow my skills that I'm going to be learning and training over time. Yeah. And then after a year, two years, cause you said I got 10, probably 10 more years left in this game. What's the rush. So better Smart. to get that, you know, get those, uh, those big shots, those big events when, you know, a loss isn't really going to hurt you when you're, you know, just two trains of thought, right? Yeah. If you take a loss to somebody early in your career and nobody knows who you are, it doesn't really matter. But if people know who you are and you start taking losses, it's like, whoa, does this guy still have it? It's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. too much hype. And they'll remember. Exactly. They'll remember. You're right. If he goes up against like an Overeem type of guy and he gets and he gets knocked out real quick, they're going to be like, oh, well, maybe he's not a, he's not that kind yeah. of level of a contender. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, this is one of the combat sports, the only one where really your record is not that important when you really look at it. It's well, not, but it is. It's not. Yeah, exactly. But when you're looking at something like boxing, like if you have like a couple losses on your boxing record, like you're done. You're done. Like there was a very long time uh, and it's still kind of like this today where if you're not undefeated coming up, like you have very little chance of like getting title shots and whatnot, unless you've already made it. Like you have to be like, he's undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, or one loss early in your career that you can explain away. 
this is one of those sports where you look at a lot of like big name guys. If you go back and look at some guys records that are really famous and known for being like super dangerous guys, some of them have like 50, 50 records. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mark hunt, I think was like, I think he was like 11 and nine or nine and 11 in the UFC. Like if you look at that on a piece of paper, you're like, Oh my God, this guy sucked. (laughs) And then you're like, Oh, who'd he fight? Oh, murderer. All murderers. Like, you can't just look at someone's record. You got to look at who they fought. I I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly, but with a lot of casual fans, they don't think that deeply into it. So a lot of people That's probably true. look at a record and say, "Oh, he is he's 5 and 0, oh, he's a fucking champion," or he's oh, he's 5 and 3. Eh. That's true. Eh. But I will say for this sport particular, if you're a casual fan, you're probably just watching to see some crazy shit that's true too so you're not really even looking as far deep into the whose record is what yeah you're just like i want to see somebody get fucked up or choked out or whatever you know so uh but yeah i think that was a that was a very honest assessment of his own career path and uh it made me like want to pay attention to him more so yeah good on you tom aspinall hey tom if you're watching this come on the show (laughs) yeah Come on, all the way from South is that the South African? No. no. South African kid was the was the uh the discount Thor. Yeah. Uh Dracus. Yeah. Yeah. Dracarius. Yeah, Dracarius. Yo, you can be on the show too. If you find a way to America, <laughs> we'll put you on the show. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, Tom was from England. Okay. England yes, and yes. South Africa. He had a nice accent. I liked it. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts about UFC fight night? No. Take fight. us out because you're better at it than I am. All right, guys, let us know what you thought about these cards in the comments down below. Was it a great fight night? Was it a terrible fight night? What do you think of these upcomers? Ooh, I fucked that one up. What do you think about these new up-and-comers? Don't forget to go to BrodownPro.com. We have new stuff coming up all the time. Uh, We have, yeah. Oh, just so you know, we have now, if you Google Fuck Leg Day, we are the second result on Google. Yeah. We don't get, there's no achievement there. I just think that uh, it's a nice little pat on the back for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We don't know why, but it happens. We didn't set out to be great. It just happened. So Google Fuck Leg Day today and see us <laughs> in that list. We have run out of things to talk about. We're, we're done. We're out. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh.